Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory. You deserve the glory. And the honor. Lord, we lift our heads in worship. As we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship. As we bless your holy name, you deserve. You deserve the glory and the Yeah. 
You're a faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. <laughs> you do glory. You're a faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name, name you want to declare it. Your name, your name, your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are a miracle working God. You're a miracle working God. Your name, your name, your name, your name, your name. Then take my soul. 
Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Okay, sounds clear. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome to the Lord's Hour, my brothers and sisters, everyone who's listening on the cell phones, on the archives later, hallelujah, in the air. May God bless you. May God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're starting a new year. Hallelujah. May God bless you, my brothers and sisters. And thank you for being here. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Yeshua HaMashiach. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. To you be the glory and the honor, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, you're welcome into this place. Jesus, you're welcome here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I repent from all type and kind of sins that I have committed against you since the day that I was born until now, my Lord. Also, the last second of the rapture, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, yes, Lord. 
Cleanse me, Lord Jesus, from all unrighteousness and keep me clean, my Lord. Thank you, Lord, for our listening to be covered by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Cover me, Lord Jesus, me and my family with your holy blood, Yeshua Mashiach. Holy Spirit, take charge of my protection and my family. And every listener that is listening at this moment, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Clear the atmosphere, Lord. Clear the atmosphere, God Almighty. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, I pray. And in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, hallelujah, Father God. Oh, Lord. I rebuke in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, every evil spirit. I bind every evil spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Powers by the blood of Jesus. And I send them all to the pit of hell in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come down with fire and power all over this place. Come down with fire and power all over this place. Fire and power, fire and power, fire and power. Burn them up, burn them up, burn them up, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. From north, south, east, west, up and down in the mighty name of Jesus. I find every evil spirit at this moment. And I break their powers by the blood of Jesus and send them all to the pit of hell. In hallelujah, Yeshua, Hamashiach, name. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit of God, welcome to this place. Ministry to your people tonight, Holy Spirit of God. Touch every soul, hallelujah, that is going to be listening, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Touch them, Lord Jesus. This is all about Jesus and the Holy Spirit of God, hallelujah. Touch every soul, hallelujah. To you be the glory and the honor, my God almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My brothers and sisters, welcome to the Lord's hour. Sorry, I haven't been here often. Hallelujah. So many things going on. Praise your name, Jesus. But God, hallelujah. God is good. My brothers and sisters, a lot of us, and this year also, we have been gone to trials and tribulations, through pain and hurt, hallelujah, hallelujah, but the word of God tells us that beloved do not, hallelujah, do not be afraid. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. The word God tells us, blesses the man who remains steadfast under trial. 
For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Holy Father God. I pray in the mighty name of Yeshua Mashiach. Hallelujah. Pray that you will use me, Lord Jesus. I'm your vessel, Lord. Just use me as you please, my Lord. However you want, my Lord. You are bringing, hallelujah, your people to you, Jesus. You are going to be touching Holy Spirit, the souls, to you, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit of God. I'm just an instrument. I'm just your servant. Your servant. But you, Lord Jesus. And speak to your people tonight, Lord. Ministry to your people tonight, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. There are some people that are they have been discouraged. Why the Lord haven't come yet? Remember, brothers and sisters, that God knows the date and the hour. He knows when we have to be patient. We have to endure and we have to be patient. But remember this, the hour is near. Take a look what's happening in the world. Take a good look what is happening. We're so close. We're so close. We just have to be patient and wait for the Lord's return. He knows when. Hallelujah. Father knows when. And he will come. Hallelujah. When he knows when we, hallelujah, have to be waiting for him always, like the five, hallelujah, virgins that were wise. That is our job. Hallelujah. Some of us. has gone through trials, has gone through through testing. Do not be discouraged because the word God tells us, James 1.12, blessed is the man, hallelujah, who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown, the crown of life, the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Hallelujah. 
God loves us. When we go through trials and testing, hallelujah, he will give us the crown of life. The word God tells us, hallelujah. God has promised that, hallelujah, with a promise to those who love him. And after you have suffered a little while, says the word of God, hallelujah, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His eternal glory in Christ will himself, says in 1 Peter 5.10, restore you, will himself confirm Will himself strengthen you and establish you. So what we need to do is rejoice, hallelujah, and hope, and to be patient in tribulation and through testing. And we have to be content in prayer. Romans 12, 12, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. The Lord has said it, that we were going to have tribulation in this world because we are not from this world. Hallelujah. But God says, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And take heart. That's what we need to do. Hallelujah. Take heart. John 16:33. I have overcome the world. What do we need to do? We have to overcome the world. We have to overcome the world. Hallelujah. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man.
Hallelujah. Not only that, but we have to rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Romans 5, verse 3, the Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Whatever you're going through, God is fighting for you. And all you need to do is be silent. Hallelujah. And praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We got to praise him. The Lord tells you to run 10 miles. Oh, do it. Oh, Lord, my legs hurt. No, God is going to heal you. All you need to do, hallelujah, is obey God. If he tells you to run 20 miles in one day, do it. Like an obedient child, hallelujah, praise God. Just giving you an example, hallelujah. There are times that are going to come that we're going to run. There's some times that we have to run. So we have to keep ourselves in shape too. Hallelujah. Because if we don't, it's gonna be, we're going to be in trouble. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. As I have said in the Lord's hour, one time the Lord was letting me know, run. Oh, Lord, my back hurts. Go run. Lord, how am I going to do this? I was not saying that to the Lord. I was thinking in my mind, oh, Lord, how am I going to do this? Oh, my goodness, how am I going to do this? It hurts. Ouch. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Run! And through that running, I came healed. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Oh, we don't know. Sometimes we don't understand why God is letting us know something that we can't do. But he's empowering your faith, increasing your faith. Oh, but it hurts. Oh, but you ask for it. So we have to obey. We have to do it. We can't say, oh, no, I can't do it. Then why do we ask for it? If we were going to complain and say, oh, I can't do it, Lord. Oh, it hurts, Lord. Oh, my heart hurts. My heart, oh, I feel like, uh, I feel like, oh, my goodness, something is going to happen to my heart. I feel like my heart is going beep, 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 <laughs> What do we ask for? My brother and sister, we say, oh, Lord, purify the heart. <laughs> oh, praise the living God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, oh, but it hurts. Because you know what? It comes through testing. It comes through trials. It comes. And then that testing comes and we're like, ouch. Ow, that hurts. I'm not talking physically. You know, mentally. Whatever whatever you're going through. I'm laughing because my sister has gone through. I'm actually going through too. And we got to praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. God is great. God is good. We have to praise the Lord. We have to love. That's how we love the Lord. We can't complain. We can't say, oh, Lord, it hurts. We ask for it. Purify my heart, Lord Jesus. Purify my heart, Lord. Empower my faith, Lord Jesus. Then when it comes, we have to we we have to praise him. 
We can't complain. We can't say, oh, Lord, but why this and why that? Ah, 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 ah. You got to just remember your prayers. Remember your prayers. Remember you ask for it. And that's okay. And that's okay. God is purifying you. He's purifying us like gold, shiny gold. Uh-huh. Yeah, just like that. So we have to be strong. And we got to ask Jesus to give us his strength. See, we have, we have the Lord with us. We have the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, with us. And praise the Holy Spirit. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, Holy Ghost. Because without the Holy Spirit, we won't be able to do it. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Praise your name, Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit motivates us. The Holy Spirit, hallelujah, let us obey. He helped us to obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He gives us his strength. He gives us peace. Ooh, that peace. Ooh, that beautiful peace that he gives. Only the Holy Spirit can give that beautiful, gorgeous. Ooh, the peace, that peace that trespasses into your soul, your mind. Hallelujah, your heart, your spirit, your soul. That is awesome. That is so, so awesome and so good. Count it all joy, my brothers. When we meet trials, is the word God of various kinds. For you know the testing of your faith. Here we go. Here we go. Produces a steadfastness. And let a steadfastness have it in school effect that you may be perfect and complete. There you go. Lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, here we go. Let him ask God and he'll give it to you. Who gives generously to all without reproach? Praise the living God. And it will be giving him. Hallelujah. But let him, let him ask. And faith. Everything is about faith. Everything is about faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hallelujah. So let's have faith. We got to ask God to give us faith. Through that faith, hallelujah, comes pain. And when that pain and testing comes, we can't complain. We can't whine. We can't, I, I, I. No, Lord. No, 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 Lord. No. We are soldiers. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. We have to take and we got to be strong. And we got to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For, because he is doing something good. He's doing it for you. You need it. Hallelujah. So when it comes, praise the living God. Praise the Lord. Don't complain. Don't whine. Just praise the Lord. Don't fight with the Lord. No. Because then you will not pass that test. You will not pass the trial. And guess what? You can't pass it on earth. You're going to have to do it in the millennium. And I pray, hallelujah, praise, hallelujah, pray. I pray, hallelujah, in Jesus' name, that you, hallelujah, and all of us will make it. Praise the living God. You can't whine. <coughs> we can't. Excuse me. We can't whine. We can't complain. <laughs> we just gotta be thankful. But because it's because it came and it's helping us. 
And we are having faith through that. We're having, hallelujah, endurance through that. Wisdom. And many other things because God knows best. Oh, praise the living God. But with no doubting. See then, next time when it comes, or when it's happening right now, in a few more weeks or in a month, in months from now, you're not going to be doubting anymore. Hallelujah. Because if you pass the test, if you pass the trials, pass it means you praise God. You give thanks to the Lord. And you love the Lord through that testing and through that fire. You love him. You love him. It hurts, but you love him. Hallelujah. Oh, it hurts even more. You love him more. It hurts so much more. Oh, but you love him so much more. That is his strength. God is giving you a strength at the same time endurance, at the same time hope, at the same time, hallelujah, faith is increasing. Faith, faith will be stronger. But it's up to us. It all depends what we do, what we say. And we've got to be careful. We have to be careful what we say and what we do. And, and if we pass it with praising God, and no matter how it takes, oh, Lord, I love you, Jesus. And through that pain, oh, your heart hurts because I don't know what kind of a problem you're having right now, but it hurts. It hurts. And it also, you, you're having so, so, uh, so much anxiety and so much, and, and also it comes with, you know, with, with, a, with anxiety and, and, and sadness or uh, sometimes, you know, you could, be, you could be afraid too, but God is removing all that, that is happening because you have got all those things through your life. And God is cleaning his house. Hallelujah. He is, hallelujah, cleaning his house. He's cleansing his bride and getting the bride ready for the rapture. Praise the living God. Oh, God is good. God is good. That's why we can't complain. No, my brothers and sisters, we have to praise the Lord. Through that problem, you praise God. Testing is problem. Trials are problems. Whatever kind of a problems. Any kind, any type. You praise God. You adore God. You thank the Lord. That's the better if it hurts. You praise the Lord. That's passing the trial. That is loving the Lord. That is loving God. That is loving God. Thanking him. Hallelujah. Praising him through pain. I'm telling you. You do that and you pass that test. Praise the living God with the help of our Lord and the help of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to do it again in the millennium. You don't have to do it again. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Also, what else is God is going to give you? What else? You will receive the crown of life. Ooh, that is big. And God has, God says that with a promise. James one twelve. 
which God has promised to those who love him. But how do we love God? How do we love God? Hello, church. Hello, church. How do we love God? Not whining, not complaining, obeying his commandments. Hallelujah. Stay strong through testing and trials. Thanking the Lord at all the time, praising him because he deserves to be praised. We don't have to be whining and complaining. We're not weak soldiers. We're strong soldiers. Hallelujah. We follow Christ. We have to stay strong. This year, this year, hallelujah, praise God. We got to praise the Lord. We have to be strong with the help, hallelujah, of the Holy Spirit. We, hallelujah, can do it all. Nothing is impossible. What is possible, hallelujah? What is possible? What is impossible? What is impossible for men? What is impossible for men? All we need to do is trust in the Lord with all of our heart, and we don't have to lean in our own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, says the word of God in Proverbs 3, 5, or 6. In all our ways, we have to acknowledge him, and he will make straight our path. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery, fiery trial. When it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you, First Peter 4.12, for I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us, Romans 8, 12. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose, Romans 8, 28. I can do all things through him, says the word God who is strengthening me. Here we go. We can do it all. We can do all things through Jesus Christ, who is strengthening us, Philippians 4, 13. Without the help of Jesus, we can't do nothing. We don't do nothing. With the help of hallelujah of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach. Oh, Yeshua HaMashiach. I'm yelling because I am so happy to call him Yeshua HaMashiach. Praise the living God. Because his presence, presence is awesome. His presence is holiness. His presence, hallelujah, makes you happy. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, how many of us, we have gone through the valley of shadow of death, tribulations and testing, plagues, diseases, illnesses, and all that stuff. But we should not fear no evil because for you are with me, says the word of God, your road and your staff, they come for me. Praise the living God. Psalms 23, verse 4, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers out, delivers them out of their troubles. Hallelujah, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Praise the living God. 
Psalms 34, 17 through 18. Hebrews 10, 35, therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. Praise the living God. God is good. God is great. Hallelujah. And he is powerful. Oh, Lord. Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, my Lord. Through testing and trials, you sing to the Lord. You say, Lord, thank you so much, Lord. I know you're doing it for my own good. You're doing it because you love me, Jesus. I needed this, Lord. I needed this, my Lord. Oh, my Lord, I needed this, Lord. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Oh, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Lord, you are awesome. Lord, you are powerful. Lord, oh, Lord. You dance to the Lord. You sing to the Lord. You praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In this you rejoice through now for a little while. If necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. First Peter 1 6. But he said to me, My grace is so power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness. My weakness is so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Second Corinthians 12, verse 9. It's strengthening the souls of the disciples. Hallelujah. Encouraging them to continue in the faith. We have to continue with faith. We have to continue this year with faith. We have to hope for the Lord. We have to wait for the Lord. We have to be patient for the Lord. We have to love the Lord with all of our heart. Hallelujah. Soul, spirit, everything within us. And saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. Hello. Hello. We can't complain. Jesus went to the cross. And Jesus, hallelujah. He went there like a lamb. Hallelujah. He was not complaining. He was not going, ay, 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 hurt. No. He obeyed God. Until the end. Oh, but just a little bit of a pain. And we're already complaining. And then we wonder why. And then we wonder why. We don't get the answer. We have to, hallelujah, be strong through Jesus. So the tested genuineness of your faith, First Peter 1, 7. More precious than gold. Hallelujah. Look at this. Listen to this. More precious than gold. The perish through it is tested by fire. More precious than gold. Think about this. Think this. No more whining. No more complaining. No more ouch. No. God is increasing your faith. 
God is, is purifying your heart. Hallelujah. God is changing you. God is giving you what you need, and God is taking away what you thought what is not good, not good of you. More precious than gold that, hallelujah, perish through a test by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, let's read this one more time. I love this verse, First Peter 1, 7. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, hallelujah, thank you. Holy Spirit of God, oh, you're awesome. I praise you. Oh, hallelujah, Holy Spirit of God. Come down with fire and power all over this place, Holy Ghost. More precious than gold that perish through it is tested by fire. May be found to result and praise and glory, praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But Jesus looked at them and said, with men, this is impossible. Yeah. It, it, it just happens like that. Yeah, with men, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Many are the afflictions afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Hallelujah. Have I not commanded you be strong and courage? Be strong and courage. The Lord doesn't tell us to be weak. No. Be strong and courage. Joshua 1, 9. Hallelujah. Be strong and courage. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You come into the house, he's with you. You go outside of the house, he's with you. Hallelujah. He's with you wherever you go. How beautiful is that? How, what else can we ask? Hallelujah. Do not be dismayed for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. Oh, but sometimes, times when I go out, or sometimes when I'm coming into the house, I don't feel it. And that is why we're going, I'm including myself too, my brothers. And that is why we're going through pain because he is increasing our faith. Praise the living God. Do not be frightening and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So then when we believe, we believe this word, right? We trust in this word. We're reading it, but on our daily basis, oh, oh Lord, I don't, I don't, I, I just don't feel you. But that is why God is increasing our faith. God, hallelujah, it is cleansing us. God, hallelujah, is purified in our heart. So then when we go out, when we come in into the house or wherever we want to go, 
when we go, has to be good. I'm not. I, I, I'm not letting you know here, or you know, you you know. God is going to be with you if you're going to a concert and then seeing some some somebody from the world singing. No, for the Lord your God is with you. Okay, wherever you go. So when we go through this testing and these trials and all this pain, we're gonna believe. We're believing this word. We're reading it. We're believing it. So then, in our daily basis, we have to continue to believe this because it is written, hallelujah, because God is saying, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Praise the living God. Praise your Jesus. Indeed, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, hello, church. Hello, church. Oh, my brother, my sister, they don't like me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, they hate me. Every time I go there, they don't They don't even want to talk to me no more. I wonder why. I wonder why. Because you live in godliness. In life in Christ, and that's why you're being persecuted. But then you feel bad and you say, But why? Why am I going through this? I don't like this. Sometimes you wish that you could be normal, and sometimes you know you just want to participate with the worldly matters so then you can be accepted. No, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be. Persecuted, Second Timothy three twelve, very crystal clear. So if you have been persecuted, praise the Lord. Be happy because actually you are doing good with Christ. Hallelujah! God is pleased with you, and that is what it matters. So what if people from the world are not liking you? are not loving you. It's supposed to be like that because they don't have to like you because they don't like the godliness. They don't want nothing to do with that, and they don't like you because of that. So you should be happy. You should consider yourself, hallelujah, daughter, son of Christ, because you're being persecuted. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will guide your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, the peace. Now think about this, the peace, the peace of God, the peace of God will guard you. The peace, the peace of God will guard you, will guard your hearts and your minds. Jesus. Now, do we have the peace of God in us? Philippians 4, 7. Are we thinking negative or are we thinking positive? If we're thinking positive and we're praising God, because everything, about, hallelujah, about God is positive, my brothers and sisters. He doesn't like negativity. Hmm. I'm letting you know through my experience, hallelujah, 
with Jesus, he doesn't like negativity and all that whining. No. He like he what he likes and what how he gets pleased is that he sees us with faith. That we have faith, that we praise him. Hallelujah. We're thankful no matter what. We praise him no matter what. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. God face. He puts a big smile when his people praises him. When his people Thank him, even for for better or for worse. When we're thanking him, because that is loving him, and that's why he gets pleased and smiles. So, Philippians four seven, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts. So his peace will guard our hearts. So. If he gives us, when we, he gives us his peace, we have a content heart. When we feel his peace, okay, our minds are going to be positive through relation. The peace of God. Do we have the peace of God? Do we have the peace of God? If we don't, pray about it. Pray. Hallelujah. Father God, in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, I pray for your peace. I pray for your peace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. James 4, 7. You have to submit to the Lord. Through my experience, my brothers and sisters, submission. God, hallelujah, he sends whoever he pleases to see if you submit. To see if you submit. To so-and-so person and this other person. Or now, hear me. When you're submitting... To that person, on whatever task, whatever the Lord has sent for you for you to do it, you're submitting to God. The submission comes with pain. The submission also comes with tolerance. So submission at work. We have to submit, right? Sometimes we don't like some people, but we still have to submit to their orders. If they ask us to do something at work, and we have to do it at work, not only work. It could be in your house. It could be at work. It could be any place. You cannot run from submission. Could be through your husband. Could be uh, through um, through all these places, or through people in our daily basis. 
Lord, but I submit to you. Lord, I come to you and I pray. But the Lord will challenge you. That's another thing, too, that the Lord challenges his people. (laughs) You got someone that is a very, very strong person, and it's a very, very uh, tough person to to, uh, obey what this person is asking you to do. Very strong person that that person's personality is so strong that it's very, very difficult to obey. That means submission. Okay? Could be your pastor that he's saying something for you to do, but you're not doing it. Could be through your uh, uh, husband that he's telling you is letting you know, you know, the things that he doesn't like, but he would like this, or things that he's asking you to do, but you don't do it. You're not submitting. You're not submitting to God. You see what I'm saying? Submission, the Lord will allow this to you, will allow things will allow this to happen so you will submit. And it all depends how you do it. You also have to admit your mistakes. You have to say, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, I did something wrong. Yes, I should have never, I should have never done that. I should have never said that. I'm sorry. Hello? Hello, church. Jesus loves us. Jesus loves us. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Submission. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. God has placed some people for you to submit to him. You're not submitting to them. Let me let me say this clear too. You're not submitting to them. You're submitting to God. And if you're not obeying with what God has given you, uh, allow you to submit to whoever. You're not submitting to God. You see, so this is something different. I'm I'm talking through my own experience, my brothers and sisters. I'm talking through my own experience. The submission is very challenging. And you have to turn your other cheek. Now, let me, let me, let, me uh, let you know what it comes to mission and obedience. When, what it comes out of there when you do it well? Oh, my brothers and sisters, you get that peace. You get that peace of God. Hallelujah. That trespasses and you feel also, this is what we're missing out. This is what the Lord, hallelujah, has been teaching me. The Lord has been teaching me through months. Through when you submit and you obey, these people, 
you are submitting, hallelujah, you are submitting to God because the Lord allows his people and is watching you, watching you to see what are you doing. How is your answer? What is your attitude? What are you going to do? Are you okay? Are you fighting against against it? It all depends what you do. Through that, through that task that God has given you, if you if you do it well, you get peace. You are happy. You rejoice. And you, you, you are so, everything goes well. My goodness, everything goes well at that moment where you are at. You feel like a little piece of heaven that you're like, wow, I come here. And every time I come here, I'm happy. I'm happy. So let's say it could be work. Let's say it could be your own house with your husband or your wife. Let's say it could be, uh, hallelujah, I don't know, where God is going to send you, where God has you. I don't know in what place it's going to be your testing for your submission because everyone, hallelujah, all of us, my brothers, we can't run away from testing and trials. Come on. We all go through testing and trials, and thank God for it. Thank God for it, because through testing and trials, we learn. Hallelujah. We get stronger. We get a hallelujah. We get wisdom from it. Hallelujah. And the most important thing is the crown of life that he will give us. Hallelujah. But submitting always comes with challenging, and submitting is a, is, is a big one because it means obedience. Submission is obedience. Oh, I submit to you, my Lord. Lord, let me know what to do, my Lord, and I submit to you. Oh, but when it comes, ay, ay, ay. Oh, no, I can't do it. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I'm not. No, uh-uh. And you fight and you kick and you don't, you don't admit your mistakes. You don't say, I'm sorry. No, I'm not doing it. Oh, that person? Oh, no, 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 no. That person has such a strong personality. Nope, I'm not going to do it. No, turn the other cheek. Oh, no, I'm not turning the other cheek. No. And you toss and turn, and you toss and turn, and you fight, and you wonder why you are so unhappy, and you wonder why you haven't been healed, and you wonder why, 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 why is so many problems and you wonder why you cry, and when you wonder why so much anxiety, and you wonder why so much pain, and you wonder why you cry so much, because you haven't submitted. You have not obeyed. Hello, church. Submission. Obedience. Hallelujah. And you're submitting to God, and you're obeying God. Think about that. That's what I usually, that's what I say. You think you're not submitting to that person. You do just do what you what that person is asking you to do, and submit. Hallelujah, 
could be to your husband, could be to your wife, could be to your hallelujah, to, to somebody at work. I don't know with whom God is going to put to you so you can submit to God. At that point, you're going to be, just think about this. I'm not doing it for this person. I'm doing it because I want to submit to God, and I'm doing it through this person. If I have to do it through this person, I am, I'm submitting to God. I'm going to obey God. And even if it hurts, even if I, um, let's say somebody at work, you got a warning. Say you got a warning, a bad warning, oh, boy, for so-and-so, because of so-and-so. And you have nothing to do with it. Actually, the enemy used, did use that person, let's say, I'm just saying, okay, that uh, uh, um, uh, some people, I, I'm telling you, there's some people also that are being used by the enemy, and that is through, to test, God, God, God allows that to happen, my brothers and sisters, so he can see your reaction. And then, let's say, you know, you got in trouble at work. Like I said, you know, you got a warning, I don't know, problem or in your house or someone else, uh, through someone else. And then, and then, uh, so you got in trouble, and now you're not talking to that person and you had nothing to do with it. And you don't want to see, you don't even want to talk to the person. No, you got to do the opposite. You have to do the opposite. You have to just actually give love to that patient, to that person. And work together like a team, you know, like a teamwork. That's turning the other cheek. Hello, 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 hello. That's turning the other cheek. Personal, because of that person, you almost lose your job. But you know what? Through loving through care, and to obedience, you are going, you are going to destroy the enemy's plan. Just like that, you're going to destroy the enemy's plans. You are going to break that chain. And then, because God is seeing that, oh, my daughter, my son, he or she is submitting. And after all that pain that he or she went through, and she is still loves that person, cares about that person, then God comes, hallelujah, and tell Satan, be gone. Leave her. Leave him. Immediately. And that is when you start feeling that peace, that joy, that release, that bondage being broken. And you're like, oh. No matter what happens, no matter what that what has happened, or no matter what that person has done, but you feel free and you feel with that you all all, all, all that um, uh, pain, all the trial, and all that testing that you were going through is going to go away just like this, boom, 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 just like that. 
and what you're going to feel, hallelujah, it's just nothing but that peace, that joy, that peace and that joy that you want. But that only comes, my brothers and sisters, through submission and obedience. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Now, if you would like that peace and you would like that joy and that little bit of a piece of heaven that you're going to feel in your home or your work, you have to submit. You have to obey. Hallelujah. If you don't succeed, if you don't can pass that, then you won't feel happy. You won't feel that joy. You won't feel that peace. And that is sad because you're missing out. You're missing out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into, hallelujah, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Access. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into his, this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope. Hallelujah. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, that but we rejoice in our sufferings. Hello? Here we go, Romans 5, 2, verse 5, Romans 5, 2 through 5, sufferings, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings produces what? Endurance, and endurance produces what? Character, and character produces what? Hope, and hope does not put us to what? Shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts. Praise the living God for that. Praise your name, Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Praise you, Holy Ghost. Praise you, Holy Ghost. So we do not lose heart through our outer self. It's, it's hallelujah, wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings again produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us again to what shame? Because God's love, because God's love has been poured into where? Our hearts. Through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Second, hallelujah, excuse me, Romans 5, 3 through 5, my brothers and sisters. Here we got the answer of everything. So that's why we got to rejoice and be glad through testing and trials. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord through te- with, when it comes testing or trials. Praise God. Hallelujah. For your reward is great in heaven. For so 
They persecuted the prophets who were before you, says the word of God in Matthew 5, 12. Uh-huh. They persecuted who? The prophets. They persecute who? They persecute us. If we're living, hallelujah, according how God wants us to live, if we're living in righteousness, what, are we gonna, what, what is going to happen to us? We're going to be persecuted. And praise God for that. That means that we are good with God. Praise the Lord. Praise your name, Jesus. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks. Give thanks in all what? Circumstances, good or bad. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Blessed be, hallelujah, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction too, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. See, God comforts us. He comforts us. Yes. When we feel in pain, he comforts us. When we go through trials and testing, he comforts us. Hallelujah. He's there with us. Hallelujah. Because God is with us wherever we go. Praise the living God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. We have to rejoice in our sufferings. Beloved, do not be surprised. It's a fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you. Hallelujah. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who can separate us? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sore? No. No one. Nobody can separate us from the love of God. Praise the living God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. James 1, 1 through 27, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes in the dispersion. Greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds of you, knowing that the testing of your faith produces a steadfastness. Here we go again. A steadfastness. And, and let a steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Right, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, Isaiah 41, 13, fear not. I am the one who helps you. Praise the living God. For helping us, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Pain and hurts. So what happens when you're going through pain? What happens when you're going through testing is pain and it hurts. Right? Consider that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Romans 8, Romans 8, 18. Revelation 21, 4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall not 
be no more in heaven. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And this is what we got to think. When we get to heaven, my brothers and sisters, all those trials and all those testing, they're not going to exist. Hallelujah. God is going to wipe away every tear from our eyes, says the word of God in Revelation 21, verse God for that. And that's why we have to endure, my brothers and sisters. We've got to be strong, okay? We've got to ask God, hallelujah, Jesus, give us my, give me strength, Lord. Please, Lord, give me strength. I need your strength, my Lord, because I cannot do it without your strength. You're going through pain and trial and testing, my brothers and sisters. I have gone through that. I'm going through that. And that's what we've got to ask God. We have to ask the Lord for his help. And we've got to praise him, okay? And you've got to think about this. This is going to be temporary, my brothers and sisters. This is just temporary. Hallelujah. It's just a temporary thing. Because when we get to heaven, we're in heaven. My brothers and sisters, what does it say? What does the word say? The word God says, the former things have passed away. Everything that we have gone through, everything that we're going through, all these things, hallelujah, are going to pass away. They're gonna be, they're gonna, they're gonna be gone, no more. You are in heaven, hallelujah! Praise God! You're gonna be always rejoicing, always happy, happy, hallelujah, with no problems at all. Obeying God, a hundred percent, more than a hundred percent, hallelujah! Praise the living God. So this is temporary. Think about it. This is not going to be forever. Thank God. Oh, my goodness. Thank God it's not going to be forever. (laughs) Thank God that it's going to be for eternity when we go to heaven. Hallelujah. And that that joy and hallelujah is going to be for eternity in heaven. Praise the Lord. So you see, on earth, it's temporary. Everything that we're going through, what we're going to go through, what we're going through, it's temporary here on earth. But remember, this is not our home. We're going home. Our home is heaven. Hallelujah. We were sent here. Praise the living God. So we can pass this. And you know what I say, my brothers and sisters? With the help of the Lord, all things are possible. And we're going we're gonna to go through it. Don't worry. No worries. I know it hurts. I know it's painful. But we're going to get through it. We are going to make it. You have to have a positive, positive mentality. You have to make it. With the help of the Lord, everything is possible. And, oh, and, 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 and Jesus is letting us know that where you go, where we go, my brothers and sisters, he goes with us too. So with the help of the Lord, hallelujah, everything is possible. So no worries. Yes, I'm here with you too. Yes, it hurts. It hurts. That's okay. It's okay. You praise God. Because all of this is temporary. It's not going to be forever. It's not going to be for eternity. Eternity is heaven. Praise God for that. Praise the Lord. Can you imagine if earth would have been a church? Oh, my goodness. Then I will be pleading God for mercy. <laughs> I'll be, Lord, please. Oh, my goodness. Get me out of here. But thank God that we're just here for some time. The Lord, 
and we have to make it, my brothers and sisters. We're shoulders, hallelujah, of God. We have to do it. We have to do it, and we got to make it. We have to do it. We got to praise God. We got to thank him, not because we just, you know, because we want to pass it, you know, we're, we're just praising God. No, you praise God because you love him. You praise the Lord because you love him. That's the, that's, 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 that's the whole thing, okay? We praise God because we love him. It doesn't matter how, how it hurts, okay? He heals the broken heart and binds up their wounds. You see that? In Psalms 147.3. So even though if we go through trials, when we go through testing and all this pain, God heals what? The broken heart and binds up their wounds. Hallelujah. And God also says the Lord is near to the broken heart and saves the crush in spirit. Praise the Lord. So we should not be anxious about anything, but in everything is the word of God. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, here we go, thanking him, thanking him, not whining, not saying why, why, why this, no, thanking him, thanking, let your request be made known to God. You see, everything has to be positive, everything has to be with thanking God. Hallelujah, and our request is going to be known to God. And the peace of God, here we go, God is, is mentioning his peace here again. Let's pay attention. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6, verse 7. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We always got to remember this verse. Always remember this verse. John sixteen thirty three. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. Yes, Lord. We can only have peace through Jesus Christ. You cannot get peace anywhere. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care if you are a multi-billionaire. You cannot have peace if you don't have Christ in you. But you want that peace? You give your life to Jesus tonight. And you say, Lord, I repent. Since your repentance. I repent for all type and kind of sins that I committed against you. I am sorry, Lord. I repent for everything that I have done to you, my Lord. I repent for everything that I have done to people. Or things that I have done that you're not happy. I am sorry, Lord. I repent, my Lord. Write my name in the book of life. I accept you as my own Savior, my Lord. I I know and I accept that you are the Son of God. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ. I believe in you. I need that peace. Give me that peace, my Lord. I would like that peace, and God will give you that peace. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. This I like this verse a lot. I do. It's John sixteen thirty three. It gives you everything right here. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. Beautiful. In the world you will have tribulation, which is true, right? In the world, but take heart. So what is the Lord letting us know here? But take heart. Okay, don't worry. 
Don't get anxious for anything. Take heart. But know this, okay? I have overcome the world. Jesus did overcome the world. And Jesus did it. We have to do it too. We have to overcome the world, okay? And then when you, hallelujah, are, when you become his child, and you are, or you already, his child, Psalms 91, 116, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadows of all of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my frustrates, my God in whom I trust, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions. Praise the Lord, how beautiful this is. And under his wings, you, hallelujah, will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. Thank you, Jesus, for that. You will not fear the terror of the night. Praise the Lord for that. Nor the arrow that flies by day. Praise the living God. You see? He will protect you. Hallelujah. He is with you. And wherever you go, he loves you and he protects, protects you. Hallelujah. He has you covered. Because God, hallelujah, he loves you and God cares. Hallelujah. For you. Matthew eleven twenty eight. hallelujah. Uh, 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 eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and and low and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friends that are listening, come to the Lord. Go to the Lord, and give your problems. Give your heavy heavy laden to the Lord. Hallelujah. And he, hallelujah, will, he will deliver you. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come to me all who labor and are heavy and laden. And I will give you rest. He will give you rest. He will give you rest. You feel that you're not that you're tired, you know, so many problems and so much things that you got in your mind and your heart. And you feel like you don't, you haven't rested. You feel like you don't rest. You feel, you know, so heavy in you. The Lord says to come to him. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from me. Read it. Study his word. Study his holy Bible. And you're going to learn from him. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burning is light. Praise God. Praise the Lord for that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Second Corinthians 1, 3. 
through four. Hallelujah. 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 And if you, when you feel sad, when you feel anxious, when you feel, oh, that you can't do it anymore, Psalms 23, 1, 6, oh, Psalms of David, the Lord is my shepherd, I should not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Oh, he restores my soul. He leads me in path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come for me, O oh God. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our afflictions, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ, suffering so through, hallelujah, Christ. We share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comfort, it is for your comfort. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently Endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 8. Brothers and sisters, when you read the word God, you even sing. You even sing because his word is to be praised. Hallelujah. When you read the word God, you feel hallelujah. You feel his presence. And he gives you hallelujah happiness. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, declares the Lord's plans for welfare, and I for evil to give you a future and hope. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. First Peter 4, 12. 13, beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial. When it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice in so far 
As you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Wow. This is, this is beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God is good. God is good. So, when, if you, you know, you're going to pain, he will wipe away every tear, remember, from your eyes, and that shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying or pain anymore for the former things that pass away. Think about that when you go through pain. Think about Revelation 21, verse 4. Praise the living God. And that the Lord sustains you. Hallelujah. And that the Lord is your rock. Hallelujah. And that the Lord gave you his peace and his strength. Hallelujah. And he's giving you hope. Praise God. Heaven. Thank you, Jesus. And I can do all things through him who is strengthening me. That's the word of God. Philippians 4, verse 13. And what else? He heals the broken heart and binds up their wounds. Psalms 147, verse 3. And the Lord is near to that broken heart and saves the crushing spirit. Psalms 34, 18. So pain. Pain right here on earth and in heaven. You're going through pain. He's right there with you. He's wiping your tears. And you know what? One drop of that tear, hallelujah, there are angels right there that they're just grabbing those tears. Small little jars. Hallelujah. And because he cares so much, those tears, hallelujah, praise God, they're in heaven. And God, hallelujah, will show you that. Oh, hallelujah, God is good. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. He cares. He's the only one, hallelujah, that loves you and cares. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God will never fail you. He will never fail you. Praise the living God. So count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds. Hallelujah, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. It's steadfastness. That's what it produces. That's what it's producing. That's what you got to think. Okay? Bless is the man who remains steadfast under trial. And think about all those verses, James 1.12. Think about, hallelujah, God says that he will, he, you will, hallelujah, receive the crown of life. Think about that when you're going through this pain. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 66, verse 10, for you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as a silver, as a silver is tried. Wow. So God have tested us. He will test us. Hallelujah. And he have tested us as a silver is tried. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. God is awesome. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. 
I praise your name. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Help us rejoice, my Lord. Help us rejoice in our trials and testing, Lord. We pray for the God. In the name of Jesus Christ, pray and say, help us, Lord, to rejoice, to be more thankful in our testing or trials. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Help us, Lord, and strengthen us, Lord Jesus. We need your strength, Lord Jesus, because without your strength, Lord, we can do nothing. Holy Spirit, help us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for giving us faith, Father. Letting him know that. Thank you for increasing our faith. Thank you for purifying our hearts. Thank you, Jesus, for protecting me. Thank you for taking care of me, my Lord. Thank you for healing me, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Help us to walk by faith, not by sight, my Lord. Let him know I prayed about this and I heard, but that's okay, my Lord. I love you more. I love you, Jesus. I praise you. It is for my own good, my Lord. It is for increasing, to increase more of my faith. Let your will be done in my life, Father. Let him know. Let your will be done in my life. Lord, hallelujah. Help me not to be anxious about anything. But, Lord, like your word says, in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, I thank you for what you're doing in my life. I thank you, Lord, for this pain. I thank you, Jesus. I don't understand what exactly is happening, but I I know that you're doing it because you know best, and I know that you're doing it because you're changing me. So that's why I praise you, my Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus for testing me and try, try me like a silver this try. I thank you for that, my Lord. I rejoice in my suffering because I know, my Lord, the suffering produces endurance, as your word says, and produces character and produces hope. So I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you in my suffering. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. In the furnace is for God, and the Lord tests hearts. Proverbs 17, 3. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The crucible is for silver, and the furnace is for God. And the Lord has hearts. Oh, Lord. In this, I rejoice you, my Lord. Joyce, I rejoice, my Lord. 
I thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Thank you for the faith that you, thank you for increasing me in that faith. Thank you because you heard my prayers and I'm going through this by fire. Oh, Lord, I praise you and I honor you. You let him know. Thank you, Jesus. Give me more patience too, Lord. I pray for patience. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Pray for it to help you. Read the word of God. Help me read more of your word, my Lord Jesus. Let him know. Help me pray more, Lord Jesus. Help me to go through fasting also and through prayers. Hallelujah. Help me to walk in obedience. In obedience towards you. Help me to submit to you, my Lord. These are all good prayers. Help me to submit to you. Help me to obey you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, help me to understand things that I don't understand. Help me to understand, my Lord, that what submission means. If I have to submit through some people that you have sent on my way so I can submit to you or obey you, Lord Jesus, my Lord. Help me. Open my eyes and help me see you. I pray for that, my Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Help me trust you even more, Lord Jesus. Help me to trust you this year. Help me not to lean on my own understanding. I don't want that. I want to lean on you, Lord Jesus, on your understanding, on your ways, on your knowledge, my Lord. Hallelujah. Because your path, my Lord, are straight. And you are, Lord Jesus, full of wisdom. You know best. You're God. You make me. You know what I exactly need according to, hallelujah, according to what I need. Give me, Lord, according to what you think is best for me, my Lord. Let your will be done in my life. Not my will, but your will, Lord Jesus. The word God says in Psalms 26, verse 2, Prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and my mind. If you have prayed for that, pain. You're going through that testing and those trials. If God is hallelujah, you have asked that he have given you. So he, hallelujah, he has allowed that test. Hallelujah to come because you have asked for it and he is purifying your heart, your mind. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for all you do. Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tried you in the furnace of affliction, Isaiah 48, verse 10. Praise your name, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Zechariah 13, verse 9. 
And I will put this third into refine them as one refined silver and test them as gold is tested. They will call upon my name and I will answer them. Praise the name, Jesus. I will say they are my people. Oh, praise your name, Jesus. And they will say the Lord is my God. So this is what you got to think when God is testing you. Hallelujah. When you're going through all this pain and trials. Hallelujah. That Think about this verse, Zechariah 13, verse 9. That you are his people. And that when you say, Hallelujah, the Lord is God. Hallelujah. He'll say, you are my people. You are my son. You are my daughter. Test the righteous. Psalms 11, verse 5. So be glad and be happy because if you're going through tests, it's because you're, you're righteous. The Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. He doesn't like violence. And look what it says, but his soul hates the wicked. So you should be happy. You should be thankful because that says the Lord tests the righteous. If you're going to trials, if you're going through all this testing, be glad and be happy because, hallelujah, you're living in righteousness. Praise the living God. And after you have suffered a little while, says the word God, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you, First Peter 5.10. But because he himself has suffered when tempted, he's able to help those who are being tempted. Matthew 4, 7, Jesus said to him, again, it is written, you should not put the Lord your God to to the test. Don't do this when you're going through pain or testing. Don't put, you should not put the God to test. Or for him to do you something. Mm-mm. Don't put him to test. Matthew 4, 7. Jeremiah seventeen ten. I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his, of his deeds. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything that you that you do, my Lord, for speaking to your people tonight, for ministering to your people. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you for listening, Lord Jesus, to our prayers. Thank you for being with us. Hallelujah. And don't worry. Second Peter 2, 9. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous 
unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment. Hebrews 12:11. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasing, but later yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jeremiah 9, 7. Therefore, that says the Lord of hosts, behold, I will refine them and test them. For what else can I do because of my people? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Praise the living God for Jesus. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name, Yeshua Mashiach. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Titus 1, 2. In hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, for the ages begun. Hallelujah. For nothing will be impossible with God. Luke 1, 37. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And my brothers and sisters, may God bless you. May God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, shalom, shalom. Shalom, Sister Regina. And shalom, um, yeah, Regina Reverse and who, uh, whoever was here in the chat room, and everyone who is listening in the Lord's Hour on the cell phones or later on the, on the uh, um, archive, my brothers and sisters, may God bless you abundantly. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, and stay strong. Stay strong with the help of Jesus. We are strong. Ask Jesus for strength, my brothers and sisters. Ask Jesus for strength, okay? Um, for this for this year, hallelujah, we got to pray. We have to continue to be hallelujah with the Lord. We have to continue to pray. We have to continue to fast. We have to continue, hallelujah, to follow always Jesus. Amen. And always, always, my brothers and sisters, keep looking up. Don't never lose your guard. Do not lose your guard. Keep looking up because the king is coming back. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. All the honor. Hallelujah. And the glory to our Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit of Jesus was the one who helped me, hallelujah, tonight. And my and thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering to your people tonight. Thank you, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, for bringing your people, for caring and taking care of your people and, your, and the souls that are lost, that you, Lord Jesus, you're bringing them. Thank you so much, my Lord. All the praise and the honor to you, Father God. Thank you so much for Jesus. Father God, thank you so much for the Holy Spirit. And may God bless you, my brothers and sisters, and give you his peace. Shalom, shalom. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Four or five short years since the prophecies were written down. Uh, so, Russia and China prophecies are very important. You have the repentance series and the sin series. Truly, if you watch the sin series and the repentance series, 
you will learn the true heart of God. You will learn the nature of why the Heavenly Father is so averse to sin. Why God does not want the church to be near sin or defending sin or clothed in sin or battling sin or hiding sin. Not that the Father expects us to be perfect, but God expects a certain heart posture of his people. And the Father's estimation is that here in the United States, that heart posture to love what is righteous and hate what is evil is utterly missing. And that is the basis and the foundation for all the judgments that the Lord has rendered against America. These judgments are not judgments that are going to go away. I've been saying that from the beginning. These are permanent prophecies that God has given. These are permanent judgments that God has given. The only wiggle room, if I can call it that, is when people hear the judgments of the Lord, will they repent? Will they come out of the personal swamp that they are living in? The personal compromise, the personal ideology of well, I think I have a little time and I don't think God is as harsh as she's portraying. How unwise it is to listen to God's direct prophetic words from himself and think that because I am human speaking on his behalf, I'm here giving you a little bit of my opinion mixed with a little bit of Bible study, mixed with a little bit of popular culture, mixed with a little bit of lies. I'm giving you God's direct conversation. And the pity is, that for the most part, this nation has been raised on complete lies, churchianity, fluff, and a lot of grace theology, which is that grace is something that we can bend, 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 but as long as we don't break it, then we're still coloring inside the lines. God has made his judgment concerning America, and now he, he is saying um, many things, that will not be unfamiliar to people who have been coming here a long time. So today's prophecy, uh, the picture I found for it, the minute I saw it, I knew that it was just right on the money. To those who are listening, it's a picture of an expensive ballpoint pen, exactly the kind of pen that you see presidents using when they're sworn into office that day that they take the oath of office and then they usually lead them off to that fancy room and they have the table in front of them with lots and lots of laws that have already been worked on and now the president is about to sign them into law. And so they always have a whole slew of pens they'll sign and give it away, commemorative items to people. Well, it's a pen, but it's inside an emergency glass case. And the words on the glass case are, in case of emergency, break glass. So you can imagine a pen is usually just free. You can use it. But this particular pen, the executive order pen, the pen of dictatorship, the pen that you will see one day in the hand of Kamala Harris and the hand ultimately of Barack Obama, this one is behind emergency glass that has to be smashed. So to get this pen, there has to be certain things broken before the pen can be loosed. Today's prophecy is four years old. It is from February 2020, so nearly exactly four years old. And the title is Emergency Powers. Before I continue, I was saying that new people can use playlists. New people, you can also go and listen to the audio podcasts. Um, I know that here there's a sense of community somewhat and 
that directive that the Lord had given a few months ago that the comment section should be closed because people were focusing too much on ancillary matters. People were getting scattered. People were getting very vested in their right to speak. And they were losing sight of the prophecy. This is what the Lord says. He says that they are turning into white noise. They spend more time talking than they do actually listening to the prophecy. So close the comment section. And he said to only close it for a certain period of time. And that period of time ended up being longer simply because that was a period of peace for me. But now the comment section are open, is open. But I would still recommend to new viewers that if you listen to the audio, you will find that you can move through the playlists very fast. And the reason I recommend that is very simple. What you don't know, you don't know. And in this type of landscape where God is telling us exactly what is going to come, exactly how it's going to be like, and exactly how much we will hate it, you're at a distinct disadvantage the less you listen to and the less you know, the more your legs will have to paddle frantically in the lake of awakening when things start happening. So if you can get a leg up, so to speak, and listen to more prophecies, you play them while you're driving, play them while you're exercising, play them while you're on your walk, walking your dog, everyday activities that you do anyway. If you're listening to these prophecies, they will change you. And the reason they will change you is not because I'm here to make a compelling case. They will change you because the living Holy Spirit is inside his own messages. He's also on the blog. The spirit of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. It is Jesus Christ bringing these messages to his people. He's not going to appear in a flame of fire in our rooms. He appoints people, he trains them, and he sets them out. So with that being said, you're welcome the title of today's prophecy is Emergency Powers, February 9, 2020, and the Lord was bringing it back by simply stirring these two words upon my heart recently. This prophecy had completely fallen off the radar for me. But before I go into this prophecy, the Lord has given some words. I always pray. I always fellowship with the Lord before I come to make the prophecies. And so the Lord has given some words that are a prophecy in themselves. Today is December 19, 2023, and these are the words that the Lord gave me. The Lord was saying, before I even wrote it down, that Barack Obama is coming back to power. That Barack Obama is going to be a single-player president. He may not be called president. He may have a brand new title that will be invented for the time that he will be leading. But he is going to be coming back to power and he is going to be a single ruler, meaning that he's not going to really rely on um, the system of checks and balances that we have now. He's not going to rely on the lawmakers. If the lawmakers are kept in that future time when Obama is president, it will be purely as a dummy alternative, meaning that they will be stripped of all power. They will be stripped of all meaningfulness. They will be as useful as whoever advises Kim, Kim Jong-un. They'll just be there, perhaps drawing a salary, perhaps not. They will be decorative. They will not have any power. All the power in the future America is going to be vested in the executive. I've shared before that the power Barack Obama will have will be power to say a thing. So he may be speaking and he may suddenly have a bright idea in the middle of a speech. 
And he will simply say something like, in fact, from today, I'm going to see to it that such and such a thing is hereby implemented in all the provinces of the new American Federation. Remember that America is no longer going to be a republic that is a democracy. It is going to be a federation, exactly how Russia is the Russian Federation. That is the style and the system of government. So God says that Barack Obama is coming to power. And when I heard this thing, I just said, okay, Lord, Barack Obama will come back to power. He will be a continuous ruler, meaning that he will rule through a series of deputies until he finally shows up as himself. So when the Lord was saying this conversationally before I actually took a pen and started putting it down, the Lord was saying, you should tell them that Obama will come back to power. You should tell them that Obama will come back to power. And I was thinking, Lord, is he coming back to power now? Because if Obama's coming back to power now, then you will hearken back to one of the old prophecies that I first put on the blog, I think, in 2019, where the Lord remarked to me conversationally, and this was in 2015. So the blog was created in 2019, and that is when I began to upload posts. But every post here has a date that I received it. I do not give dates of fulfillment because I am not a candy Pop-Tart false date setter person. God doesn't give me dates. God, the day that he talks to me about something, the day that he says, take your pen and write, thus says the Lord, then that, that's the date. And there's a title for that prophecy. As to when the prophecy unfolds, many people you've seen that you've only been here for four years and now everything I was telling you when I first started, it's on TV now and there is more to come. The aliens are on TV. The new little gun laws and having to register in New York City and they're trying to take your guns away in other places. It's now on TV, but it was politely said in 2019. So the Lord mentioned about Obama and he simply used to say to me in 2015 thereabouts, when you see Obama, it will be the start of the most terrible times that you have ever lived through, my daughter. And I, I said, when I hear those things, it used to put so much pressure and so much stress on my heart because God would be telling me that we are going to be living in a nightmare. We're going to be living in a dictatorship. And it will be very hard for people who are overly patriotic, people who have very strong sense of self that is married to the United States because Barack Obama's one job that he is going to do excellently, is that he is going to absolutely destroy everything that America means. Can you imagine growing up, wherever it is that you're growing up, and every time that flag is raised, you just feel something in you. And then one day you go outside and you will see the flag of the new federation of the Americas. That is, it will be a flag that will carry a little bit of Mexico and the South American nations because they'll be part of the new American Federation, carry a little bit of Canada also melded in there, and then the United States. So no longer the red, white, and blue. There might be elements of the red, white, and blue in that flag, but even the U.S. flag will be changed. You will not listen to the familiar anthem. Everything that inspires America in the mind, will be taken away. And to those who still don't understand why, to those who just think, no, it's the beast, he has to have his own branding. No, it's all part of psychological warfare. It is to destroy you that finds your selfhood through these things. 
And God will allow it. And the reason that God will allow it is because God is looking for his true remnant who aren't joined to anything and anyone and who says heaven is my home and to my Lord I am waiting to go. He's looking for who will actually dissociate, separate, and come out of Babylon. God doesn't care anything for the edifice that is here. The edifice is corrupted. It's like a rotten apple with the worms just doing slippery slide all through the apple. This is a place that they're stealing children. This is a place where they're eating human body parts. This is a place where, as you hear, they're going to start openly murdering political opponents in the future. Why do you think that God is married to the concept and the idea of the United States? God is married to the concept and the idea and the reality of Jesus Christ is Lord. That's what God is all about. So whoever wants to be a part of that situation, God is looking for those people. That's what the scripture means when it says, once more I will shake heaven and earth and everything that can be shaken, will be shaken. So all the, self, the ideas of selfhood, what patriotism means, what the flag stands for, what the anthem inspires, what it is to see the military going off to war, all of that is going to crumble and become a crushed, oppressed nonentity under the cloven hooves of a megalomaniac. And God is going to stand by and see, who spends time crying and who becomes a drunk because America has been destroyed and who's just standing there and saying, even so, Lord Jesus, come. This is not my home anyway. There's going to be sharp differentiations. And so that's what he would always say, that America is going to become busted up. It would become a whole different situation that I would not recognize. This is what he was telling me as far back as 2015. You will not recognize this country. You will not be able to even make sense of it. And here we are now, eight years in, and God is saying that Barack Obama is going to be a continuous ruler, which means that once he, it means two things. Once he takes power, he's just going to continue. And it was granted to him power to continue, I think it says, for, was it 42 months? Something like that. Yes, he was granted power to continue. So he's going to be a continuous ruler. This means unbroken control. But continuous ruler, when the Lord said he was coming back, I was taken aback this evening, December the 19th, 2023. And I said, Lord, is he coming back right now? And what the Lord simply said was, whoever you see sitting in the chair in 2024, that's Barack Obama. Now this should produce consternation and concern in the hearts of certain people and of course it will and that's because simple math tells you that Barack Obama is representative of only one party Barack Obama doesn't represent two parties I know that the Lord says that the two-party system in America is a farce and it is a farce I've been saying that since 2021 that it is a farce even the idea of the news media outlets being two separate oh no it's the conservative versus the liberals no they're just playing guided opposition to split people in their mind and their ideologies and the reason for that is because these people have a civil war lined up and they're not going to stop egging you on because they need you to any get your gun and get out there and shoot one another because you simply can't agree and you simply can't see that you are American first and that these false ideology and the differences don't really matter as much as they say they do. 
So that's why they play left-wing, right-wing, because they need the nation to become left-wing, right-wing enough until people get out there and fulfill the prophecies. Civil war is coming. That's the name of one prophecy from August 2020. That has to happen. A civil war of minimum three years. So even if we are here and we are listening to the word of the Lord, the greater majority are not listening and they are following that fire that is being stoked. So the idea of a two-party system does not really exist. However, even in the farce and the play acting, Obama only comes from one side. So I guess the Lord is giving a very clear understanding to those who know how to listen. He says, whoever you see sitting there, that is Obama continuing to rule. People will go missing in Obama's era. Pure elimination of the competition. The prophecy for that was given to me on October 14, 2022. That's the first prophecy that comes to mind. Two of them, actually. The first one is called Ready Player One. And the second one is called Changes Ahead, You Will See Shaking. And in the Changes Ahead prophecy, that was part of a live prophecy prayer call. And the Lord was speaking about um, that Donald Trump would be taken out of the way, that Donald Trump will lose his life. And there are about six prophecies to that effect, that President Donald Trump will suffer an assassination, not attempt, but a successful assassination. God says that they will put that man to death. And the other prophecy that is called Ready Player One was talking about how the beast system and the rising of the beast who goes with it, the beast of Revelation 13 that God has revealed here multiple times, calling Barack Obama the beast of Revelation Revelation 13, the same beast that you can find in Daniel chapter 7 that will trample the residue with his feet, the same beast that you can find being talked about in Daniel chapter 12, where it says that the power of the holy people will be broken. And the power of the holy people will be broken by the same beast that we find in Revelation 13. That is going to be granted power to wage war against the saints and to prevail. I've covered all these things in previous prophecies, so I will not go into them. God says that in the era of Obama, there will be pure elimination of the competition. So the competition falls in two sections. Excuse me, please. The first section is the people that have been part of Obama's rise to the top. All the people who knew him from his suddenly appeared senator from Chicago days, all those people, that entire paper trail, those people are going to be absolutely eliminated. And now coming now into the current time, the modern era, that whole cache of people we're talking the Clintons, we're talking whoever else. Bill and Hillary Clinton are the only names that the Lord specifically pointed out. Also Kamala Harris. These people will all be eliminated. So they may celebrate with him at the time he takes his seat, or they may go to their respective gravestones before he takes his seat. Whatever the case may be, Barack Obama the beast of Revelation 13 is a single player only, and he's not going to tolerate groupthink. This is not going to be a group dictatorship. This is not going to be a, we're all friends together here. Let's give feedback on how we should run this new North Korea. It's not going to happen like that. He's going to be 
alone and he will eliminate the competition. Everybody who was with him on his rise up, everybody who knows his true backstory, anybody who has gotten too close to have any understanding of how he functions, how he thinks, things he has done, both things in the public eye and things at the back, all that is competition. I spoke in 2022 in one of these prophecies. I'm going to list them in the description box. I wrote them all out here with the years and the dates. But I spoke in 2022 and said that and said that this is the modern era. The danger of the modern era is that someone will know your secrets and then depending on how the person feels about how you're treating them as you're on your way up to the top. So this is a dangerous era because the Lord was saying that this is the era of cell phones. People get disgruntled when they're holding your dirty laundry and then you're starting to act more and more on camera like you don't have dirty laundry. Then they go live and then they say, well, I was there when the shirt of the laundry got dirty and I was there when the pants of the laundry got dirty and I know where all the dirty socks are. And so they can do a one-hour live in no time. That audience will grow from 2,000 to 5,000. And if it's a big name, before you know it, you've got 200,000 people on a live stream listening to salacious details about a president or about a senator or about a pastor, a bishop. And secrets get leaked. And the beast is not going to tolerate that. So that's one side of how competition will be eliminated. The other side, the other competition that will be eliminated is us. We are the competition that will not work in the beast system. Us, um, the Christians, us, those who may not necessarily be Christian. There are plenty of atheist people out there or people who just don't have any particular belief. There are plenty of people who consider themselves spiritual, but they don't necessarily follow the Lord Jesus Christ. But these people have strong ideals. They have strong ideas about what liberty is and what freedom is and what they're entitled to as Americans. And so that kind of thinking, freedom thinking, this is my stuff thinking. I do not want to be part of a socialist, communist, Marxist government thinking goes against the carefully controlled, goose-stepping, Groupthink that the new world order will be, where, where conforming is best. And so that type of person is going to be hunted out. And what God was saying tonight is tell them that it will be exactly like what Paul Pot did. Tell them that it will be exactly like what Paul Pot did. Paul Pot was a madman who ruled Cambodia for way too long. He activated and weaponized the military of the country against his own people. But how it started was a desire first to eliminate the competition. And then it spread to when he had eliminated some competition, then you start thinking, well, what if the ones that I've left are not my friend? What if they're envious? What if they're jealous? And so it started off exactly as I've explained by eliminating the so-called elites around him, people who were at his level, people who helped him to become whatever it is that he became.
a sort of supreme leader. In his mind, he fancied himself much higher than just a mere president. The man saw himself as a national emblem, as a national symbol in of himself, in and of himself. He saw himself almost like the flag of the country. Massive, massive ego and the brain hanging on by two threads and began to put first enemies to death, then the families of enemies, then widened it and widened it until the people in the nation themselves became his enemies. He saw enemies everywhere, behind every bush and tree. And he basically massacred his own people, several million of them, in only a five-year period. It was one of the greatest massacres in modern history. And this is what the Lord is saying will happen here. Mass murder. Obama will put millions to death arbitrarily for no reason, for made-up reasons. Illegal will become legal by means of the iron pen. The iron decree is coming to make America a new landscape, a land of iron laws. So there are too many prophecies to recap, but just some highlights and some points um, of things that are going to come in the future that the Lord has revealed is that, for instance, physical money will, will go away. And I've explained that with the loss of physical cash instantly, that is self-independence and that is freedom going away. Independence and freedom going away because once you can't handle the cash, once the cash is translated to an online portal only, you have no control. You are now looking at zeros on a dashboard that someone else is controlling. You don't control that money except in a very light manner, meaning that you can go to an ATM for now and press some buttons and then some physical cash will be granted. And then you'll get a slip and the slip will tell you your zeros have gone down by this much. But once they board up the ATMs, as I prophesied last year, once they board up these ATMs and they seal them off and the era of paper money comes to an end, then we are in the era that I've been prophesying about all of this year. Money in the cloud, money that exists on the other side of a dashboard that you are not on the other side of the dashboard. And they can put the money up or down. They can even say in the new world order, in the, in the future that is coming, they can simply say that there's too much scamming going on, there's too much fraud, there's too much backdoor earning without proper tax reporting, and therefore, people may not have multiple bank accounts. You may not be able to go to multiple institutions. They may say to limit fraud and to limit too much growth because it's not good for individuals to be too rich. The era of entrepreneurs is coming to an end. Tech bros, your time is nearly up. We are going into the era of the corporation. The corporation will be God. The corporation will be king. The corporations, I have prophesied here, will become so massive that they will have standing armies. You're looking at me. I'm looking at you. The corporations will have not mercenaries because mercenaries can be sought, sought out from various countries and they're usually a small knit group of guys. They're not going to be guerrilla fighters either. They are going to be orderly well-paid, uniformed killers. Amazon's going to have an army. Apple is going to have an army. Microsoft is going to have an army. 
several other industries, different big companies, just think of the big, big names. They don't come to mind now, but I can promise you that in the prophecy that is called Pogroms in America, Amazon, Apple, they had soldiers, armed soldiers with the government's knowledge, and they were assisting the government in hunting down people to kill people. The prophecies that you can look at for that are pogroms in America. Another one is called tracking and technology in America. Another one is called tanks in America because they were all part of a series that I simply called the In America series, showing how they were going to, they will have strategic and well-planned pogroms. And that is what Paul Pot did. Paul Pot planned and organized and carried out deliberate mass eliminations of the population using the Khmer Rouge, the military branch of his own country. And so, for no reason and for made-up reasons, the Lord says that Obama will do exactly the kind of mass murder that took place in Cambodia in the past, and illegal will become legal by means of the iron pen. This is a situation that I said, and God brought it up tonight. This situation of the iron pen is not going to start with Barack Obama. Right now, Joe Biden is trying it, but it's not working. The person that you're going to see do this with a flourish is Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris will write so many executive orders that truly she will have to soak her hand in ice water and have a little silk lotus mask on the hand to rest it before the next day of executive orders. That woman will tear up constitutional rights and protections and powers. I said that the executive orders, they will be written in such a way that they will supersede the Constitution. I said that the new set of laws that are coming in are going to be up here, and the laws that you know that derive their strength and their power from the Constitution are either going to be annulled by the existence of the brand new law. For instance, if there was a law in America that says that everyone had to go to bed at midnight, nobody could be awake beyond midnight, and then a new law comes in and says that the old law shall not cease to exist except in states that have legislated bedtime at 9.30. What that, what that is basically saying is the old law is not being done away with. No one is saying get rid of the midnight bedtime. We're simply saying this law will not cease to exist unless a state legislates a new bedtime at 9.30. And then all the states will be compelled by the federation, the federalist government, to legislate a 9.30 bedtime, which means that they will never take the midnight off the books. But as you travel from state to state, you will see big billboards everywhere saying bedtime is 9.30, which means that this law below here and this law above, midnight is now below 9.30, and midnight has become useless. And the Lord says that after the useless old law sits there for a time, they will simply get up and they will have a vote. 
And they will say all in favor of getting rid of the midnight bedtime because people love sleeping at 9.30 and that is how they will finally repeal it. They will first neuter it. Those of you who have pets, you know what neutering is. They will neuter the old law. They will leave it there useless for a season and then they will finally repeal it and get rid of it. And so the iron pen is coming in and all illegal things will become legal, not by putting it through proper process, but simply by saying, this is now this and that is now unnecessary. The iron decree is coming to make America a new landscape, a land of iron laws. And then I'm going to read this scripture for you as I was putting these notes together. The scripture came to me from the Lord and I'm going to read it and then carry on into the second part that he mentioned today is December 19, 2023. And here is the scripture from Daniel chapter 7 and verse 5. It says, And suddenly another beast, a second, like a bear, it was raised up on one side and had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And they said thus to it, Arise, devour much flesh. So this sentence, Arise, devour much flesh, this doesn't end with a period. It ends with an exclamation mark. In reading, writing, English, this is what is called an imperative. So Daniel 7 is looking at different visions that Daniel was having. He said that he was on his bed and he was seeing stirrings of the four winds of heaven. And he saw four great beasts come up out of the sea. And he was describing the beasts. But the one that God pointed out to me, all of a sudden, as I was putting together the notes of what he said tonight, was the bear. And this bear, this beast, the Lord has revealed is the nation of Russia. Now it says that the band was the bear was standing up unevenly, standing up and had three ribs in the mouth clenched between the teeth. And a command came. And the command said, Rise up and consume much flesh. The Lord had said tonight that Russia is going to take center stage at this time. That this is Russia's time. This is Russia's era. This is Russia's time to shine. This is Russia's time to exert control. This is Russia's time to come to the forefront, because that is what center stage is. says that this is a time of key alliances for her. Her old enemies will be back. I cannot tell you who and, um, Russia's traditional enemies are, besides the United States that has always styled Russia as the villain. Um, I cannot tell you off the top of my head uh, who Russia's traditional enemies are. But the Lord says that as Russia is rising, I guess Russia being a nation almost represented like a person, for these nations are usually called she-she, it's usual that when you're rising, your haters will try for a season to rise with you. That happened to Moses. He was rising and his haters tried to rise with him until God separated them and showed whose miracles were genuine and whose miracles were fake because they were coming from demons and familiar spirits. In the same way, when Russia is rising, God says that old enmities, old problems, old conflicts will also arise. But he says that some of the old enemies will become friends and Russia will make many surprising new friends. Historic new partnerships will be made and the bear of Daniel will be granted her pound of flesh. 
And the first thing that came to my mind was this thing that um, has had been in the works in the shadows for many, many years. First came to my attention in 2015, the BRICS alliance, Brazil and Russia and India and China and South South Africa. The BRICS alliance came to my mind because of how rapidly they were building because China was making a lot of facilities including floating the ideas for a bank all the way back in 2015. So this is when it first came to my knowledge. But at that time, it was such a tiny little thing on the radar. And I've shared here many times that the Wall Street Journal used to mock it um, all the time. But now this thing has grown. Now they had their summit in South Africa this year in August. And even though there was some disruption saying that uh, President Putin should not uh, attend and everything like that, it was very well attended. It was very well attended. And guess who wasn't there? That's right. The United States was not there. So at present, BRICS is fielding, to my understanding, BRICS is fielding interest from up to 40 countries. And even if only three countries were interested, guess who's in the group of 40? That's right. The people with the oil, the people who keep the lights on and who keep the cars on the road, the Arabs, Saudi, and the rest of them are very interested in partnering there. And the reason they want to partner there is because the bully isn't there. The person who has hijacked the United Nations is not there. The person who has hijacked NATO is not there. That can be, so they believe, a fresh space for multilateral trade, equity, finance, partnering, travel, hospitality. They're planning to do it all. And the hijacker is not invited. The hijacker and her Western allies are not being asked to attend, contribute, or even send in a memo of suggestions. So I was speaking about this in 2021, about the shifting order that was coming. I was speaking about this in 2019. The prophecy is called ascendancy, where I said, as Russia goes up, America will go down. 2020, God was saying this, that the elevator is going to start to shift. And so the bear is going to rise up and she has a command from the Lord to get her pound of flesh. Prophecies concerning Barack Obama that you may want to look into. Here they are in no particular order, even though let me try and be neat. There's a prophecy from... July 16, 2019, and it's called In Quick Succession, America in Turmoil. And the reason that this prophecy is mentioned here is because of one last thing that the Lord said concerning Barack Obama and Donald Trump. So this prophecy I've mentioned, In Quick Succession, America in Turmoil, um, there was a vision that I had. That prophecy was about something that I learned from the Lord in that time in July 2019 called the Deep State the deep state. And what the Lord revealed, many people called it a conspiracy, but then that is simply because as far as knowledge extends, that is what people call truth. So what they can see or beyond what they can see, what they know or what their best friend or their grandmother or a politician that they trust confirmed for them, all those things fall under the auspices of truth. Anything outside of that is too far-fetched. Anything outside of that is outright lies. But that's usually because People are threatened by information that they don't know. Yes, I'm well aware of it. I'm well aware of why people get angry when they come here. They are threatened by the fact that I'm sitting here 
and they don't, they, I don't have a PowerPoint presentation to show them of the things that I'm speaking of. So they must insist that it's a lie. Why? It preserves their worldview. It keeps them comfortable. It makes them feel safe. It makes them feel safe. And they don't have to feel threatened that what they know and what they trust has outer boundaries. But the deep state is not a conspiracy. The deep state is not a theory. The deep state actually is the existence of people that you never voted for. It's the existence of people who you truly think that you know who it is. But I have a prophecy that is called the leaders of Babylon where God says that if you guessed a million years, you will not know who it is. This means that for all the belief that it must be the Rockefellers, for instance, God says that people would reel if they knew who it actually was. And to my mind, this only speaks to the things that are not human behind those people. Because that's the only thing that will make us real when we think that the hand of manipulation behind the government that we believe we choose is not even a hand, but a two or three fingered reptile claw. In that prophecy, God was talking about the deep state and God was talking about how the deep state manipulates the outcomes that America gets so that America will never be stable. America will always be traumatized because you can't expect stability when you're trying to operate in one particular system and you're calling it government. And yet there is a pseudo government. There is a hidden government. There are unseen hands that always tamper with things so that the results you think you will get, you don't get. It causes unrest. It causes frustration. It causes mistrust. It causes a separation between the leaders and the people dissonance there's no agreement and then there's embattlement and then there's bitterness and these things rise to crescendo and then we end up in an election cycle and then the deep state makes the choices so the vision that i saw briefly because barack obama is definitely featuring in this prophecy and the one that i will do i will separate these two prophecies because this one has become long enough on its own the things that god has said today and what I saw is that I saw that there was a speech going on. This prophecy is from 2019, so President Trump was still in power. I thought there was a speech going on, and President Trump was due to speak. And um, he was standing in the wings, and he was waiting to be introduced. So he was standing in the wings, and they were making preliminary announcements and things like that, and then he was going to come out. But deeper in the wings behind him, President Trump did not know that there was a person standing behind him. Deeper in the wings behind him was a man standing so close to him that he could almost smell his hair. The man was standing so close to him that the tips of his black shoes were brushing the back of President Trump's shoes. But President Trump was absolutely unaware of the presence of this man. And that man was Barack Obama. And the impression that God was putting on me when President Trump walked out of the wings. The impression that God was putting on me was at a time unknown and at a time unexpected, this man waiting in the wings with that massive grin that he's always wearing, a grin of a person who I know something you don't know, he's waiting in the wings so that at the right time, 
with the right opportunity, and I use the word opportunity loosely, that opportunity will be absolutely manufactured. There will be nothing organic about it. They will say, what an opportunity. No, it will be 100% an outcome that certain people have been working towards for decades, for more years than most of us who use and watch this channel have been alive. This one world system is a lifelong dream, the culmination of biblical prophecy. Many people, because they don't know God and they don't respect God, they hear of the NW final circular letter and they just think, this is a striving of men. This is a striving of governments, of power. People, please, please, you don't have the time that you have to be thinking at the level that you are thinking at. The fallen will take this nation, whether who likes it or not. Satan knows the Bible better than your average pastor, better than your average false prophet on the internet. And Satan knows that it was granted to him to continue for 42 months. And by golly, by gosh, he is going to get those 42 months over all the dead bodies if he has to. It is prophesied. America, you are taking unwilling parts in a play, a starring role that you thought you never asked to, but you sinned your way into this. This is a power play that is greater than man. The beast system is rising. The book of Revelation is fulfilling itself. And how tragic that all the extras who are starring in that book are spending their time on social media debunking everything that they don't understand. There will be people who listen to this prophecy and say that I got it because Netflix has movies. But I've been sitting here since, I've been hearing about Obama since before he passed the gay marriage law. I've been hearing about him. God has been telling me that this man is a murderer. And I've said it here on camera, right? None of you are here in the house protecting me. I know who's protecting me. I don't come to this blog and say, a certain man will do a certain thing, and when it happens, we will all know who it is. That's not the type of prophecy that's here. There's names. There's deeds. That's the spirit of the Lord. I know in whom my soul is trusting. So before Netflix was a thing and was shocking everyone, and everyone, Sister Celestial, have you? Yeah, well, I, it's written down. And it was written down for your edification and for your warning. Why? So that you would not have the reactions that you're having now and yet. God says that Donald Trump will die embattled. One sentence. Celestial, he will die embattled. To be embattled, if I can give you a picture, it is when you go outside to work in your yard, and you see what looks like a small wasp's nest. It, it looks small, and you think about it, and you don't think you need to go back in and get a helmet and put on long sleeves. You think that perhaps if you give it one good whack with the rake, you can hit it far enough so that it might even go to the edge of the pool or something, but it will not be as big as you think it is. 
and you hit that thing and you find that it's 10 times the size that it looked. And those wasps all come out and they look at you in your red t-shirt and they surround you and they begin to sting you from head to foot. Exactly like America's golden boy, ex-president Donald Trump is being stung from head to foot. Every five seconds, breaking news this, the judge says he is a liar. The judge says this and that. Embattled means set upon on all sides. It's being chased down the streets by every dog in the neighborhood because all the neighbors forgot to shut their yards and you're walking by and then suddenly there's 12 dogs after you, 15 dogs, and you're running by yourself and not a single owner is coming and going, here boy, here boy, more dogs join in. God says that this is how this man is going to lose his life. Go down in infamy. These are not new prophecies. So, the prophecies concerning Barack Obama are these. In quick succession, America in turmoil, July 16, 2019. The Iron Spider, November 8, 2019. And I will mention a little bit, a uh, vision from this prophecy, November, I think it's November 8, 2019, but... In this prophecy, I saw, I saw Barack Obama. He was riding on the waves of the sea. He was riding on the waves of the sea, and he was coming in fast towards land. Excuse me, please. He was coming in fast towards land. He was so eager to make landfall, and he was part of the sea. So the sea was very stirred up. The sea was very angry. The sea was heaving. The sea was very chaotic. And the bottom part was water. But then the waves rose into a very, very, one particularly very high wave. You know, I think they call it a white cap. It rose very high, but the thing about the water is it was so dirty. It was so filthy. It looked as if several loads of heavy laundry had been run in that same water. And at the very top, his legs were forming out of the seawater, and then he was in a suit and the wave was curving in towards land, and there was Barack Obama at the very top, leaning in with so much interest, with this lust, with this hunger to make landfall. And what the Lord said is that Obama will come in on almost a wave of popular opinion. And once again, I will caution those who are listening. There's a tendency of people to try and process prophecy through their own filters. So whatever you think, unfortunately, the little blunt knife and fork that certain people have available, that's what they try to cut, this tough beef that God has given me for prophecy. Because this is not for the faint of heart. These prophecies will change you or they will defeat you. There are no other outcomes. You will either change or you will be defeated by them, by the spirit of fear and hopelessness and depression. The choice is yours. Because there's no fainting here in the end times. The Bible tells us that men's hearts will fail. But what it doesn't tell you is that you have a choice to decide whether you're going to be one of that scripture or not. Whether it's you in Luke 21 that it's talking about or not. So people will listen to the Lord saying that he will return on a wave of popular opinion. And then they will say, but he's not popular. We hate them. No, you hate him. So you assume that the entire world is your little heart that can't comprehend 
that God is speaking of a time where people's brains will be cooked like noodles, like ramen that's been on the stove too long. God is speaking of a time where people will make the most nonsensical choices. And why will they make it? Because spiritual power will be leaking into the world. Every portal on earth and in heaven will be open. You might not even remember your name in the future. So you're thinking with your 2023 brain, your 2023 understanding, your 2023 little box of feelings. I don't see him coming back. Nobody likes him. People will love him. They will love him. They will cry over him the way misguided little girls used to cry over Michael, Michael Jackson. And worse will they do when they see him on sight. The demons and the witchcraft that man will be moving with. He will pass by and a woman will say, Harry, I'm leaving you. And go join his harem. People will go missing in his era. I have seen them go missing. It is in my notes. I have never said it. I will say it on camera now. The Lord showed me. This is from the times that God was showing me that Christians will go and work in the White House. And those who are called to go and work in the White House, the Lord says that you are being selected. You will be selected and you will be brought forth. Obama will include for a time period Christians in his government. He will. And the reason that he will do that is because he will start out with subterfuge and lies, as always. And he will want to appear, as he did the first time, the faithful and loving church man. So he will select Christians. I saw them going there. Some of them moved there and they had no idea what they were doing in Washington, D.C. They were unpacking in their new government paid for apartments, clueless and seeking in their hearts, Lord, have I made the right decision? And the Lord was comforting them and saying, I, who brought Joseph into the palace? Who gave Esther that husband? Who lifted David from the sheepfold? Who put them in halls of power? Who told you, Christians, that the halls of power have to be clean and match what you think? That it has to be the new wave nouveau Christian government before it's okay for you to go and work there. God does things that cannot be searched out. He does things that cannot be understood. He put Moses under Pharaoh's nose to raise the prophet that would destroy the Egypt. That was at that time enslaving his people. Who can search out the mind of Yah the Great? No one, definitely not people of this modern era who think that they hear a prophecy and then it's like, I don't feel, I don't feel that he's popular enough. Can you imagine thinking that you have to agree that the beast out of the Bible, you have to feel he should be popular enough before he can be the beast? What if you are six feet under when he begins beasting? What is the value of the feelings and the opinion and, and the chitter-chatter then? And that is why many people have no peace. So I saw that he will return on a wave of popular opinion. And you can always go and check it out in this prophecy from March 26, 2020. That is called the 44 Honeycomb and Bouquet. One of the aspects of that prophecy that God revealed was that America's brains don't function very well when Barack Obama is mentioned. Because God was showing me back then, this is before the primaries kicked off, God was showing me who was going to end up winning the primary. And that once he hit the campaign trail, 
Biden was going with two people, Obama and Kamala. And I saw America light up like a Christmas tree. I was looking at the map and I just saw lights begin to go on. And I saw the old-fashioned telephone. You know the one that looks like a little like a little trumpet and you put it next to your ear? I saw the telephone lines light up. And what America was saying was Obama and Joe, Obama and Joe, Obama and Joe back together again. Nostalgia kicked this nation in the stomach. And so the wave of popular opinion is not as unbelievable as some might think. Other prophecies that you can look at concern Obama, number 44, will return. That prophecy is from December the 3rd, 2019. Another prophecy is the times to come, 44. December 2, 2019. King of the world is another Obama prophecy on the master's voice, December the 10th, 2019. The man of sin, May the 24th, 2020. A very brutal prophecy. In that prophecy, God was showing me how hard uh, Barack Obama will cut the church of Jesus Christ down. And God was saying that he can still win the war against the devil with a few soldiers. That many soldiers will sleep. Many soldiers will leave this earth. And Obama will be the direct cause of that. And you just heard in the beginning of this prophecy that millions, I didn't say some, because people tend to dissociate what they will hear is, she said, Obama will kill people. No, I said that Obama will put, put millions of people to death arbitrarily. That means that when you look at the death certificate and you're seeking for a reason, there won't be one. There won't be anything. They might leave it blank. He says that they might use for no reason and for made-up reasons. And that's how it is in a dictatorship. A, di- a dictator doesn't actually have to answer for his actions. That's, that's why he's a dictator. America, you will be a regime. The stuff of nightmares, the stuff that for years, regime, government, words like regime, words like dictator, words like totalitarian, these words have been tossed around in this country to brand other nations. What an irony that this is how the story ends that the flag comes down, some new monstrosity goes up. And when it goes up, a brand new Stalin-Leninist era. In prophecy, I have spoken here that God says, the end of this country, Lenin and Stalin would be proud. They would be proud of the blueprint that will be unfolded here. So, Another prophecy is pogroms in America. That focuses usually on Kamala Harris, but since she has been mentioned briefly in this prophecy, you might want to look at that, July 17, 2021. The Assyrian, the defeat of Barack Obama by the Lord Jesus Christ, May the 8th, 2021, an iron yoke for America. This is the coming of Obama's government to America, September 11. 2022, and then the two that were mentioned earlier, Ready Player One, and also Changes Ahead, You Will See Shaking, October the 14th, 2022. And so this is the word of the Lord. This is what God has given me. These are the truths 
that the Heavenly Father has revealed to me. And perhaps the name of this prophecy will be changed to greater reflect the material that has been covered here. The Lord saying that Barack Obama is definitely coming back to power as a continuous ruler, that he's going to eliminate the competition altogether, that the elites who know him best, that know his backstory, that might even have stuff to dangle over his head, so to speak, will be eliminated. And then he will turn to eliminate the other competition that is the literal citizens of this nation in the style and manner of the madman, the killer Pol Pot of Cambodia. Illegal things will become legal. Executive decrees will be the way that the nation is run. America will become a brand new landscape, the home of iron laws. This means that you can't argue in the courts, by the way. An iron law doesn't actually give you the right to challenge it, repeal it, push back, or complain about it. The America that is coming is that many snitches will be listening for those who complain about anything. And it might start off, in fact, it will start off with financial fines, with reprimands, with letters that come in the mail suggesting that you do better and don't you want to perform and be part of the perfect society. And then eventually, that beast system will take off its mask, its outer face, and it will become brutal and nightmarish and quite cartoonish as you find old people drinking potions to look 19 when they're 97. God is speaking here in this prophecy about Russia, her rise, her brand new friendships, and the awakening of old enemies. And God is also saying, that the prophecy concerning Donald Trump still stands, that this man will lose his life. God has already said that because of Trump's pride and because people worship him as an idol in the United States and give him a higher stature than Jesus Christ himself, God says that he will leave this man to fall into the hands of his enemies. And now he is saying that this man will die embattled, which is fighting for his very life, basically. I'm Celestial, and this is the Master's Voice. The Master's Voice are the direct prophecies that I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ that I have been carefully protecting and keeping and writing and journaling and recording these words since 2012. And I'm still bringing them out now in the last month of 2023, and I shall continue until either I finish or the Lord says, stop. Thank you for being with me, and until I see you again, goodbye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.